0: This is the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome to the show. Follow us on Twitter at RealityFFP. Now, here's Ryan, Jordy, and Roberto.
1: is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the 50 50 fantasy football podcast i'm your host michael and today boys we got a very special episode we are joined by the reality fantasy football podcast we got ryan robbie and jordan the building uh ryan introduce yourself and then uh, slide off to the next guy
0: yeah how's it going guys excited to be a part of this podcast 50 50 Reality fantasy football together doing a mock draft. This is exciting. Probably one of the biggest weekends of the fantasy year as everyone gets ready to draft their teams for the next couple of months. I'm excited to do a mock with you guys. Excited to see where Brian Robinson goes with the news of him coming (laughs) back
2: this year. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us boys. Uh, You guys uh, we've been uh, keeping an eye on your pod lately and you guys have been putting out some great content, some great stats, um, getting people ready for this big draft weekend. So we appreciate what you've done and we're happy to be here and hit the mock and uh throw out some some uh picks for everybody and hopefully uh, get everyone ready for their uh their big draft weekend. Jordy, what do you think? Thanks for coming out, Jordy. Are you just gonna get right to business.
3: Oh man, I I'm I'm uh I'm in, in go mode. I'm in draft mode. I don't have to my name is Jordan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, <quickie laughs> to his age.
3: And uh, I'm ready to draft. I'm, I'm excited to be on the show. Fifty Fifty is a good show. I've been uh, listening to all your podcasts. You guys are very um, statistically inclined, which I enjoy. It helps make a, a, a decision when I have to rely upon stats, which usually I go with my gut if I need something <laughs> a little bit different. When was I'll the last time
0: it. you relied on
3: stats? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> not too Wednesday.
2: long ago when you got that baconator yeah.
3: i looked at the have... calorie stats and i'm like what can i do to uh... have three more beers tonight and then i did the math and i did the stats and i, I figured um... it out
4: All thanks right. for having
3: us on though appreciate it
2: analytics
4: bro thanks find. for coming boys and it's me i'm back as well you're a, your favorite co-host mason we're, we're here but uh yeah so we're just doing a little mock we're doing a little bit of a challenge we don't want to we don't want to do a full draft so we're gonna do a best starting lineup possible challenge so it's a standard one quarterback two running back two wide receiver a tight end and the flex so we're just drafting seven rounds trying to put together the best starting lineup we can um, just a classic half point ppr six point per touchdown for quarterbacks but without further ado i say we get rolling here jordy has gone with the 101 so jordan what's your thought process and who are you going with here at that one-on-one spot?
3: Well, one-on-one it's 12 teams, half PPR. I think there are two options right here that I'm kind of debating over. Um, I think Justin Jefferson's obviously the number one wide receiver right now that I am debating, but to me the drop-off is so large when it comes to, uh, this guy's touchdown potential, his health, he's non-stop. Uh, he hasn't missed like a practice in college, anything like that. College, high school, preschool. I'm choosing Jonathan Taylor as my running back. I think that's the, uh, my consensus 1.1. It's like going to a nude beach without sun lotion. You're going to get burned. <laughs>
4: All right, so Jordan I think that was goes- an
0: easier pick than you made it sound.
2: <laughs> yeah, you Definitely. made that sound. Co- I was, I, I was like fearful you're gonna take Justin Jefferson for a second there. You're, no, I like, think that, I think that, going, that guy's you're, in you're, point with your pants on. No,
3: right? I think it's a it's a tough call, and you, it depends how you want to build your team.
4: Yeah, I like it. All right, so Jordy's gonna go in with Jonathan Taylor at the 101. Um, once he makes a selection on the sleeper app oh, here, he we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens at the uh, the 102. So. Team two goes Austin Eckler at the one Oh two. So that leaves Mike with some interesting options at the one Oh three. Mike, what are you doing?
1: Well, I could go McCaffrey here, but to be truthful with you, um, like we talked about Mace, not a massive fan of him. So I'm going to go with a guy that Jordy talked about, and it's going to be Justin Jefferson. Um, It's a guy that I think, and I know you also think that might finish potentially number one overall in the season. In uh, most formats um, every year he's gotten better and I just don't see that changing this year
4: yeah it's a solid pick I don't think anyone can argue with it Jefferson at the very worst right now is the wide receiver two on most rankings so definitely nothing wrong with that pick there um, but team four went with the guy that you you mentioned Christian McCaffrey and then team five goes with the uh, recently inju- injury ridden Naji harris so a couple risky picks there at four and five but that brings brings it to my pick at the 106 um at 106 i'm seeing a lot of running backs i like i'm seeing a lot of wide receivers i like but in a draft where the sole goal is to put together the best starting lineup i think it's important to uh to go ahead and get an elite tight end so i'm gonna go with travis kelsey Ooh. at the 106 to try to wow. set myself apart here
3: wow Okay, Mason, I respect the, the pick. Just a quick question. Why do you think he's going to be so much at the end of the season? You look at where he ends up as opposed to like Andrews, Pitts, uh, anyone like that. Why, why is that the risk? Why?
4: For me, I, I really like Andrews. I'm not entirely sure he would get back to me for one thing. Uh, number two, Mark Andrews, when playing with Lamar Jackson last year, only averaged 14 points per game. Uh, His big games where he was averaging 26 points per game was all with Tyler Huntley. So that is a little bit of a concern for me that Mark Andrews really didn't bring himself up to that elite status until he was playing with a quarterback outside of Lamar Jackson. Um, and then another way I was looking at it, I think in rounds six, seven, even five, there's going to be running backs and wide receivers I'm still loving. Whereas you start looking at the tight ends in that range, I don't like them. So for me, going ahead, grabbing one of the few elite tight ends um, is something that can set me set me aside in in the format we're drafting in here tonight.
2: All right, boys, that's, uh, that's some good insight there. That's some interesting. I I, kind of had looked at that too with uh, Mark Andrews. I still kind of disagree. I still think Mark Andrews could this year challenge to be the number one tight end, but hey, Travis Kelsey, you can't go wrong with him there with no Tyree kill like that pick. So uh, some things that kind of stood out to me so far, to me, Najee Harris at number five is a little high. I'm loving Delvin Cook this year. I think his uh, his uh, action in the passing game is going to definitely go up this year. If the dude can stay healthy, he dropped all the way to seven. I don't know if that's going to happen in most leagues. And then Derek Henry, man, Cook and Henry at seven and eight seem like a stretch to me. Um, I'd take both of them over Harris and possibly over McCaffrey as well. So we're coming down to pick number nine. This is a no brainer for me. We have the best wide receiver in the league sitting there ready to be picked so i'm taking a cooper cup he could redo what he did last year and uh, i mean justin jefferson i love that pick he might be the one guy that challenges him for wide receiver 1 but uh, i'm going to go cooper cup to me that's a steal
0: cooper cup at the 109
2: yeah i think so too that's, Ooh, a, that's like that's the, that's what happens when i again uh man Harris. I don't, know if I, t- over, I don't know if I take Harris over Cup any day. Cup
3: over Najee. Cup over. Oh, man. You put, you pick Kelsey over Cup, which is good. I guess you have your reasons. And that's uh cup could be over Jefferson. Oh, wow,
2: next I'll pick Joel Mixon's another guy I think is underrated with that new, that upgraded offensive line and the way things are shaping up there. I think, man, if Joe Mixon could just get a little more in the passing game, there's a dude that could jump right up in those conversation for the top, you know, three uh, fantasy running backs this year as well. And he went number 10.
0: Yeah. With Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase going right before me, now I'm at the 12 spot. I've got the back-to-back picks. I don't want to go away from these two picks without, without having a solid foundation for my team There's no way I'm going away without having a running back and a wide receiver on these two picks. So my first pick is going to be the next best wide receiver on my board. That's Stefan Diggs out of Buffalo. I think the connection that he has with Josh Allen is uh, unreal. I think he could still be in the conversation for the number one wide receiver, let alone I'm getting him as the number four in this draft. Next up, I think personally... I I think I'm getting a steal here at the two Oh one and I'm going to take Alvin Kamara. There is no suspension coming for him and he is still one of the elite. I know like no more drew Brees, no more Sean Payton. This guy's still one of the best running backs in the league. I think I get a steal at the two Oh one with Alvin Kamara,
3: but there's video evidence somewhere.
2: (laughs) I love it. I love that pick Kamara. I think too, for this year, um, he's gonna be a big part of that offense once again, so that's that is a great pick. So, uh, number at the second pick of the second round, Devonte Adams went, and then we have our first QB, Jared Allen, uh, Josh, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Uh, Jared Allen can Jared also Allen throw football. Awesome. Don't be a hater, he ball. I heard. I heard he could <laughs> be number one lineman in the league. No, so uh, Josh Allen that's probably going to be your consensus number one QB too. So it gets back to me. I'm fine. I'm no way I'm taking a QB in a single QB league anyway. And I still have myself an elite running back sitting here for me. I'm taking Deandre Swift. Uh, I think he's due to continue on what he finished the season with last year and keep that train cooking and be a solid RB one, especially to pair with a Cooper cup.
4: All right. So we then have a couple more running backs rip off the board, Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones at the two Oh five and two Oh six. So I'm sitting here. I can kind of go anywhere. I've got my tight end position locked up. Um, There's a couple wide receivers there, but I kind of feel like we're at the top of a tier. So I'm going to pass on wide receiver and I'm going to take the only running back. On the board that has the potential to end as a top three RB this season, and that's going to be Saquon Barkley. I know I'm starting off a little bit risky here, but Saquon seems to be 100% healthy. I think that offense in general is going to be much better this year with former Bills offensive coordinator taking control of things. Um, Daniel Jones sucks at quarterback. I'm not saying that that has changed, but I think the weapons are there for him to be an adequate NFL player and do enough to make this offense. uh, a productive offense at that and Saquon Barkley is just so talented all he needs to be is just in a decent offense and stay healthy and I think we've got a top five running back this year so I'm going to take Saquon Barkley at the 207 all day long
0: he's due isn't he He like he, he has is he's mm-hmm. been meant to be the number one running back for years he's due. it has to
4: happen I, I think it has to happen this is the year for it to happen if it doesn't I'm out on this is the do it or you're out kind of season for Saquon Barkley. And I think he, I think he pulls it off. So I, I feel confident with him in the second round here. And then after that, we got Leonard Fournette going at the 208, and then CeeDee Lamb at the 209. So that brings it to Mike at 210, currently with Justin Jefferson rostered. Mike, what are you doing here to round out your team?
1: Well, I was hoping CD would make it to me, but fortunately he kind of went there at the 2:9. Uh, so there's a few guys I'm looking at here. Um, as far as running backs in the air, there's Javante, um, Zeke, James Conner. Two of those guys I'm not really high on. Receivers-wise, Debo Samuel, Terry Kill's there. Um, but for me, I kind of just want to lock in a running back here. And the only guy I really see being worth that pick here uh, is Javante Williams. I don't want Ezekiel Elliott in that timeshare. Um, and I also don't want James Conner. We talked about James Conner extensively on our pod Um we both aren't large fans of him. Those touchdowns are not going to happen again. And as far as Zeke goes, um, I just don't see him being a second round pick. So Javante, I'm going to lock in here at the 210. I'm not upset about it at all.
0: Are you worried about Melvin Gordon at all? I, th- I think Javante's got it, but are you worried at all about Melvin?
1: Um, You know, I, I think it, there's a valid concern to be worried about Melvin, but, uh, like we always say, talent does talk. And obviously, Javante is the more talented running back. Uh, he's younger and he fits Russell Wilson's play style a little bit better. So I feel like just in that offense, Javante will might not get as much touch as it might be a 64 to start the year. Um, but as, as you get close to the playoffs, um, as Melvin Gordon's legs get a little bit tired towards the end of the year, I think Javante, as, if you make playoffs, he might be a league winner uh, towards the end of the year. So I have no issue picking him here. Um, and I'm just going to lock that in. Yeah. I like that pick. All right. So uh, I, uh, Mark Andrews went right
3: before me. So there goes the top two tight ends on my board. Um, I got the double pick I'm thinking because those two guys went, I would like the last of this elite talent. So my first pick in the second round or my last pick in the second round, my first pick, <laughs> their last pick, <laughs> is going to be Kyle Pitts.
2: Who's first? I think I just want
3: to lock in one of those top three. I'm good to go. So I'm starting with Jonathan Taylor, Mm -hmm. Kyle. And then I want to flip over and kind of fill in. I'm really tempted between a couple guys right now, because I think after the running back position, the guys I'm looking at, there's only one guy that I would really enjoy having on my roster, (laughs) but I'm okay with that. So I would rather double up uh, or sorry, not double up. I'd rather have one guy in each position. I think the last of the elite is going to be Debo.
2: Ooh, to draft man. Debo
3: yeah,
2: that's a pretty friggin' that's late day eh, to get old Debo there for what he did last year. Man, and
3: I took him deck. over uh, Tyreek Hill because I think and AJ Brown. Yeah, but I'm not, I think he's going to score both those guys. Yeah, I think I like a that. lot has changed for Debo this year. I disagree. I think he's going under the radar. Uh, ever since the whole IUK, everyone's on IUK, I think Debo's going to be, you look at the numbers when he started with, uh, Lance, he had nine targets, 13 or 13 targets, nine targets when he played. He didn't run the ball as much, and he still put up huge numbers, a couple touchdowns in one game.
2: So I like I think... the I like the way too, Jordy. Like just looking at your you so see, you got Jonathan Taylor, Kyle Pitts, and now Debo Samuel. I mean, Debo's maybe a stretch, but you you literally have the potential top fantasy player at the three major positions so far. Um I mean, you can't go wrong with that. If you're starting your team with that, you got That's a great base.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like the Debo pick. Um, And unfortunately, AJ Brown kind of went right before me there. So I'm looking at the same kind of group of guys here I had before. Um, But I'm going to go a little bit down the board, not too far down. Uh, But I'm going to lock in T Higgins. Um, I know wide receiver two in that offense. Uh, However, I would not be surprised Personally, if Joe Burrow throws for 5000 yards a season, uh, and upwards of 40 touchdowns, um, I just see it in that offense. You know, they have two, the best wide receiver trio in the NFL and a first round fantasy running back as well. They improve their O-line this offseason and they're going imp- to and they're going to try to de- uh, repli- uh, dep- Oh, my goodness. Duplicate. Sorry, I can't speak right now. Uh, the LSU offense for Joe Burrow. Uh, so as far as T Higgins go, I have no issue picking him here at the three, three.
2: I love that Mikey. And I love this Cincinnati offense. My only concern is that the Cincinnati Bengals, their defense has gotten so good. I wonder if they will need to put up the offense to make all these fantasy guys as relevant as we're hoping they're going to be.
1: We'll see. I mean, personally, I, I just think that they're going to let Burrow throw the ball a lot and, um, as far as their defense goes, one injury could change that. So I'm not really worried about the, their defense. I think you're I'm overthinking Picking it, players. Yeah.
2: I maybe. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to <laughs> <Like> be devil's <laughs> advocate here.
1: They, they <laughs> lost in the super bowl. Burrow's pissed off. He wants to throw the football and I will see it. that changing. I like that reasoning.
4: All right. So we're at the three Oh six now. Um, after Mikey went T Higgins, we had, The second quarterback go which in my opinion is the wrong quarterback to go at as the second one we got Patrick Mahomes at 304 I I don't see any world where he ends higher than Justin Herbert this season in terms of points scored amongst quarterbacks and then we have Tyreek Hill going at the 305 which that seems late to me and I would have been all over that if he somehow dropped me um but He didn't, so we're moving on. I've got Kelsey and Barkley going into this round, and I made those two picks knowing how much I love this tier-wide receivers that kind of dropped this area. So there's a couple guys right now I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at Michael Pittman. I'm looking at Keenan Allen. But the guy I'm going with here, just just so steady bust proof which is kind of what I need after going with Barkley at the 207 and that's Mike Evans playing with one of the top quarterbacks in the league being his guy Chris Godwin coming off of an injury Evans is going to catch a lot of touchdowns this year he's going to get his 1100 yards that he does every single season and I'm absolutely ecstatic to get him as my wide receiver one after uh, waiting till the third to grab my first wide receiver
2: wow Okay. Love it. Yeah, man. I think, uh, I think Mace, you, you stole a nice solid lower end wide receiver one, but for how you started, uh, I think it's a steal to get either Mike Revins or Tyree kill there. Uh, I think, I think was, uh, was good. Um, so James Connor goes right before me and then, at the seventh pick of the third round we had ezekiel elliott so we had mike evans zeke connor and then we're to me at the ninth pick of the third round i'm kind of with mikey on this james connor man i think caught a little bit of uh flash in the pan last year stayed healthy at the right time got some touchdowns there's some weird injuries man i Kyler Murray wasn't himself. He was injured at that time. I think just the stars aligned for James Conner last year for what he did with those touchdowns. I agree with Mikey. That's not going to happen again. Zeke Elliott at this point, I probably would have taken, I think. Well, I don't think I know Zeke before he got hurt last year was a top five running back. He tweaked his knee and he wasn't the same the rest their of the old year. Fed, so. Their,
3: their o line's garbage though. I I don't care. I think
2: Zeke's a, I just think Zeke Uh, is such a stud at this point, Jordy, at this point, I would have taken Zeke. Um, that being said, I've got Swift, I've got cup. Um, I'm very tempted to take the fellow that Mason's talking about, Justin Herbert at this point, the kid's a stud. He could definitely challenge Josh Allen as QB one. However, I'm going to take another kid that I love at this point. Uh, here's another dude that I think is going to challenge for top five wide receiver. And that's Michael Pittman with, uh, with um, Matt Ryan. There's his QB this year. I, I like it. So, and then right after me, I'll let uh, Ryan take over, but uh, the dude was debating goes right after I did. So carry love on that. there, Ryan at the uh, 12th pick.
0: Yeah. I love that. Pittman. Great pick. Keenan Allen goes at the 310 and then Justin Herbert third quarterback there. off the board at 311. Now I'll tell you I'm I'm kind of happy at, at this. There's been a lot of talk this year about going zero RB. I am like firmly against that this year. I don't think I don't think there's the wide receiver depth uh or the running back depth later on in the draft. I think you got to get the quality running backs early on and I'll tell you what I'm a huge sucker for rookie running backs too. And I think this guy is going to be maybe maybe a top 12 in the running back class for fantasy this year. Brees Hall, I'm going to take him at the 312. Usually there is one rookie running back that does really well. I think this guy can do it. And I'm going to back that up on the 4-1 turn with another guy who is essentially a rookie this year. And I'm going to take Travis Etienne. And I think that offense in Jacksonville, man, it sucked last year. It was terrible, but it can only go up. ETN has the rapport with his quarterback. Doug Peterson's there as a play caller, offensive mind. And uh, I think Brees Hall and ETN might not be the top picks at that point, but at the 312 and the 4-1, I like those two guys. And I balance out my running back room with Kamara, Brees Hall, and Travis ETN.
2: Bro, I'm liking the way your team's rounding out. I hope this doesn't happen on Saturday. I'll be really jealous. ATN was a guy I got to admit was hoping to slip to me here in the fourth round. I agree with you, man. I think Travis Etienne is in for a massive year. They're throwing the J-Rob stuff out there. Uh, He's going to be part of it. But, man, it's it's not going to be the same. Travis Etienne coming out of college last year was my favorite running back. I think some recency bias is making us forget how insane this kid is. He's playing with his college quarterback. And, uh, man, I love that pick. So right after you, you got cam Akers went and uh, if this dude was healthy, I'd like it, but he, I, there's so many red flags, not interested in him anyway. And then we had George Kittle go another tight end. Probably that's, if I, that's bogus, if, if I miss, no if there's I miss no on the, there. no. Uh, I would I should Kittle. say
0: too. We said, we're filling out our starting lineup. There is That's a flex. Right. W- there is a flex spot. So my third yeah. running back goes into my flex spot.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So um, again, George Kittle, probably not a guy I take once Kelsey Andrews and Pitts are gone. I'm waiting on tight end personally. So we got, I've got cup, I've got Swift. I got Pittman. I would love to get myself another running back, but Ryan took ETN on me. Um, I'd consider Elijah Mitchell, I think they're really going to lean on him this year. They do like Jeff Wilson as well. So it's a bit of a risk. So I think just overall, uh, I think that Mike Williams in that Chargers offense is going to be a stud again. And I'm going to double down on my wide receivers. I'll throw uh, Mike Williams in my flex and uh, see what happens with the running backs in the next tier. This, this fourth round running backs, man, I don't know about you guys, but fourth, fifth, sixth round running backs are just looking kind of yucky and dirty and, uh, you know, not paying for them.
4: Yeah, you snipe me there. Mike Williams was my guy. I was hoping to drop to 407. Herbert, to me, is a likely candidate to throw 40 touchdowns a season. And you look at the guys there, his wide receiver one, Keenan Allen, is not a red zone threat so that means maybe keenan allen catches eight nine touchdowns tops that's leaving about 30 touchdowns unaccounted for maybe eckler catches five of them maybe josh palmer catches five of them that leaves a lot of room for mike williams to absolutely rack up the touchdowns this year i think him putting up 13 touchdowns plus is definitely the realm of possibilities. So I love that pick. And then after you, a little bit of a gross one, Josh Jacobs probably playing in a platoon there in Las Vegas, goes at the 405. And then scary Terry McLaurin at 406. And I am very scared of Carson Wentz being his quarterback because he is terrible. And uh, I I don't see him supporting McLaurin this year uh, the way he deserves to be. But onto my pick at the 407, I've got Travis Kelsey at 106. Six, I've got Barclay at the two, wherever here. Kind of just go best available. Um, looking at the running backs, they are gross, as uh, as Robbie said there. This is what uh, has been deemed the army of these guys, now with the value at wide receiver. And for me, I'm going with a guy that has never had any quarterback support, but has consistently put up over a thousand yards. And I think the touchdowns might come because he's playing with a dangerous quarterback this year or a somewhat more dangerous quarterback than Sam Darnold and broken Cam Newton. So I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. He's okay, man. I think he's way better than (laughs) people think. I agree. He's way better than people think. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think Cleveland is a dumpster fire franchise. And if Josh Allen had been drafted, to the Cleveland Browns that season at the, at the number one pick. I don't think Josh Allen would be who he is today. So I think that's just a terrible franchise that doesn't know how to treat their players in all honesty. So I think Baker Mayfield comes out wins comeback player of the year this year, and he supplies DJ Moore his first six touchdown season. I predict, I know that's a little crazy, but I think DJ Moore catches an entire six touchdowns this year. And that's why he's my pick here at the four Oh seven.
1: Yeah, that's a good pick, Mace, and uh, I really wanted D.J. Moore there. but I talked, agree. I yeah. I
2: think the hate has gone way too far on Baker, man. Uh, D.J. Moore was the other guy's considering when I picked Mike Williams. So I obviously kind of agree. I would take D.J. Moore over Terry McLaurin for sure.
1: Yeah, and I, I'd agree, and I was hoping he'd slide down to me, uh, but here we are. And uh, the 4'10", Deontay Johnson went and David Montgomery went. Uh, thankfully, because those are two guys I didn't want. So now I'm looking at Cortland Sutton, Waddle, Metcalf. And personally, I think I'm just going to lock in the best player here. Uh, I'm going to go Cortland Sutton. I'm not insanely high on him just because I feel like this is another cup wood situation from last year where you're a 50-50 bet on who is going to be that number one guy. Um, However, you kind of just look at Cortland Sutton's profile and – you just think that it has to be him. And Judy really has not shown flashes of improvement yet. And we've seen Sutton do it before with worse quarterback. And now he has Russell Wilson and a better offense. Uh, so I'm just going to lock in and Sutton to just get it over with.
2: Get it over with. Like just ripping a freaking band aid off. Eh? I want Sutton. Right in the Right in so after after with all Sutton, the leg. After Sutton,
3: Lamar Jackson went. A little bit early for that. For Lamar, you think? Lamar Jackson. I think that's about right. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think someone will reach for him there. So so far I got um number ones, I believe, at all positions. Jonathan Taylor, Kyle, Kyle Pitt, sorry, Debo Samuel. I'm a little bit worried about my number one running or sorry, wide receiver. So I'm gonna go down a little bit Mm-mm. and pick someone maybe who I normally wouldn't. Because picking in back-to-back picks, I feel that if I can somehow sl- just just give Debo a little bit of week-in and week-out material. <laughs> and I know this guy is uh, hurt on and off. You're using a lot of adjectives. Am I? <laughs> I'm going to draft this waddle kit. Oh, I like that. Because I think he's going to be where Debo maybe struggles. I think he's going to be the consistent guy who, uh, who keeps, keeps the team. Yeah, man. I,
2: you know what, dude, everyone's, I mean, obviously Tyree kills there. So that's what everyone's been focusing on, but man, Waddle is the real deal. That kid was a stud last year as a rookie. I don't think they're just going to all of a sudden not throw to the guy. He had what a hundred and some receptions last year he's going to be a massive part of what should be a really good offense. I, dude, I love that pick, man. Tua doesn't have a great arm. He's not, he doesn't, he
3: throws a deep ball, yeah, but he's a he's a close. Bro, oh, we, went through,
2: we went through this. <laughs> I
3: accidentally hit my next pick. I was oh, screwed.
2: okay, that's all right. We can talk about it. I mean, uh, we went through this with Waddle last year and, and Tua with Tyreek Hill. I don't think, as you just said, Jordy, Tyreek Hill doesn't have a great Arm for the long bombs, and that (laughs) That was where Tyreek Hill got the majority of his massive fantasy points to those bombs from Mahomes. And I think, I think Waddle man's going to be just his little safety blanket where he dumps it down there, sucks his thumb, and takes his twenty-five yards. And Waddle just gets those people. All I'll
0: say though, like if if Tyreek Hill is going to be this superstar, and everyone's still in on Jalen Waddle. And they still got Mike Geseki there, and Chase Edmonds is going to do all this stuff. As much as people don't want to like Tua, if he has all these weapons and he's got Mike McDaniel as an offensive coordinator, he could be a fantasy relevant quarterback. He's going to fall into it. Wasn't not- he last year though?
3: Like, wasn't he last year for a couple of weeks? No, not that bad. Was he like? Was he not drafted as like a, a sleeper QB? Like, I don't know. I kind of, I don't think he was team. owned
0: on any team last year outside no, of two quarterback leagues.
2: Yeah. I think he was, he was. First. All right, Jerry, tell us about your okay, next, my next pick. guy. First pick, Elijah first pick Mitchell. of the fifth round.
0: Oh, sorry. Elijah
3: Mitchell. Just want some uh, running back with upside plays for the 49ers. He's got the starting role. that offense. Um, this pick was a total accident. <laughs> I, <have> no, <laughs> I, would never pick
2: I love that pick. actually, <laughs> man. They <laughs> I got rid of Trey tra- tra- sermon cut. Elijah Mitchell's the man there. He's Hasty's
3: gone late. too.
4: Hasty's gone. Man, I, I mean, think... they love. I would have
3: picked, picked A.J. Dillon as opposed
2: to no. Yeah, I would have. You take Dillon.
4: We cannot. We can go back on that. We. I can yeah, add it back. Okay. You, you want Dillon? Back it
2: up. You want Dillon? After I just said my love for Mitchell. I don't yeah, I'm care. Hoping Mitchell
0: comes down right. to me at the end of the draft. There you take go. Take right okay, now. so,
2: so talk take about Dillon. You have you have two and a half minutes to talk about Dillon before we need to take a commercial break. No,
3: I think Dylan is is one of the only offensive weapons at Green Bay that will get all gold line carries. I think. Um, I love gold
0: be- line carries.
3: What's that? What's that? <laughs> you know what's that? He's gonna lead the league in gold line carries. Gold line t- carries, man. That's where you get the money. That's what. That's why it's called gold line carries. <laughs> is that's where everyone's? I think um, he is going to be their guy. Short short yardage. He's going to. Oh, well,
4: Okay. All right. So to, after Dylan goes at the five hundred one, there. Um, so just to clarify, Jordan did not take Elijah Mitchell. He took AJ Dillon. Um, So after that, the uh, the five hundred two goes to Clyde Edwards-Elair. We're gonna take a quick break before we get to Mikey at the five hundred three. We hope you're enjoying. We will be back shortly uh, to see who Mike decides to go with at the five hundred three, and then we'll we'll wrap this draft up. Hope everyone is enjoying, and uh, we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Um, just a quick little recap here on the draft. Uh, after that commercial break, we got Jordy at the 5-1, went AJ Dillon. Um, he went Elijah Mitchell, but he uh, uses a little magic powers there to go back and take another No, guy. I made a mistake. I, had
3: to- <laughs> I said, I went to scroll up and I hit him.
1: Oh, no, worries. it's me. okay. It's okay. It I didn't up at the
2: board and say his name. No, you did never. You ne- never say his
1: name. Exactly. And then uh, team two went Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And uh, I got one empty spot here at the running back before QB and tight end. And uh, I'm going to go off the board here. I'm going to mix things up on this mock draft here. Don't. I'm going to go with the last available RB1. And I'm going to lock in Damian Pierce. Oh, man.
4: I literally had just said during our little break there I said to Robbie I was like I'm going Pierce at the 506 so that that takes me off the UN with him Mikey there is nobody left um, in this running back group that I really like whatsoever so that's an absolute snag at the 503 and I think in most drafts he's going to be there at the 503 Um, so that's a great pick especially considering you already had Jefferson Higgins and Sutton at wide receiver that now giving you Javante and Pierce at running back that's looking real nice um coming back to me at the 506 Darren Waller went after Pierce and then a guy I was kind of hoping would drop to me he was him and Pierce were kind of last two running backs I was okay with and it was JK Dobbins went at the 505 so coming into my fifth pick here I've got Barkley at running back I've got two safe guys in Mike Evans and DJ Moore at wide receiver and then I've got Kelsey at tight end. So I'm thinking looking at my team, I've got a very high floor. I think Kelsey's very safe. I think Mike Evans is very safe. I think DJ Moore is very safe. Barkley's a little risky. Um and that that has kind of changed who I'd go with. Generally here, I would be taking Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is the top guy on my board. But I feel like my team needs a little bit of upside. So I'm going to take a shot at a guy that could be a a wide receiver one. And that is Marquise Hollywood Brown. With Hopkins out for the first six weeks, he is the guy and really the only guy in Arizona. And that's a team that loves to run that air raid offense. I think Brown finally has. He had a breakout season last year. I don't want to say he hasn't had a breakout. But I think Brown finally has his elite season where he goes off and shows his potential. And I like the ceiling that he provides my roster here at this point.
2: Nice, man. I like Marquise Brown a lot. Again, I think we talked about it on one of our podcasts a couple weeks ago about these Arizona guys. I think they are going to be sick for four to six weeks to start start the season. And then you trade their bum-bums because I think uh, injuries are a common for James Conner, Marquise Brown, and Kyler Murray. That being said, we got DJ Metcalf after you, and then we got Jerry Judy, who I was very high on. Neither matter to me because I have kind of painted myself into a corner here with this format. We're not doing the bench. We're just filling out our roster. So I've got Cup, Pittman, and Williams in my flex. So I need to go running back, tight end, or quarterback at this point the last decent core running back, I should say, man, I was really hoping that old Damian Pierce dropped to me. Um, <laughs> this rookie's going to be, I think, even better than Mr. Hall with the jets. He's going to be the number one running back out of the rookie class this year. Um, but I'm going to take Elijah Mitchell. They've gotten rid of Trey Sermon. Uh, he's going to get 70% of everything. I believe until he gets banged up, which he might, but I might back it up if this is a normal draft with, with uh, with with Wilson, who they love, they love always loved some Jeff Wilson in their life, and uh, I think he's going to be part of that backfield as well. But I'm very confident with Elijah Mitchell, seeing as I have Cup Pittman and Williams at wide receiver. I got Swift, who I love, and now we have Mitchell, so I'm okay with that. And uh, we shall move on.
0: Excellent, I like that pick, Robbie. I I was all filled up on running back, so I couldn't take him anyway, but. The guy that went right after you, Alan Robinson, was who I was actually targeting. I was hoping at the end of the fifth, man, that would have been sweet to slot in as my wide receiver two with Stefan Diggs. He didn't last to me. Alan Robinson went at the 5'10", and then Amon Ra St. Brown at the 5'11". So as Robbie said, we're filling out our roster. I've got three running backs and one wide receiver already. I need to pick a quarterback. I need to pick a tight end, and I need to get one more wide receiver. I'm super confident that I can get a quarterback with my last pick. There's no problem there. There's only one tight end that I still would like to have on my team in this entire class. And that is Dalton Schultz. I'm going to take him with this pick at the 512. I think Dalton has an opportunity to be a top three tight end, quite honestly, with uh, Amari Cooper not there anymore. So I'm happy to get him at the 512. And then to round out my wide receivers, the aforementioned Brandon Cooks, I think, is a steal here at six oh one. I'm going to take Brandon Cooks. The guy just always produces fantasy points. Doesn't matter what quarterback he has. And at this point in the draft, I can't lose with Brandon Cooks six oh one.
2: Love it. If I was in a normal draft where I'm filling out some uh, some bench positions, Brandon Cooks would have been on my radar hundred percent. I mean he's got this weird, uh, I don't know. He's like, nobody really thinks he's as good as he actually is. He had this, this crazy, uh, image as a, as an injury prone player early on. And I, he just isn't, you look at his stats and he's just, he's a solid fantasy wide receiver to every single year. So I love that pick. Um, next after you, we had Antonio Gibson go, which, Man, I have zero interest in a lot of that Washington, or sorry, uh yeah, Washington, they changed their actual name. <laughs> no, not the <laughs> not, city. Not. Man, these still NFL, Washington. Washington. these, it's just, these <laughs> NFL teams, man, all over the place killing me. Uh Antonio Gibson is not interested. Um obviously a tragedy with Robin with Robinson, he would have been the guy there. So he's already back, I guess with the team. So who knows? um hopefully that kid can get back because that was an awful situation looking like week um, five he's gonna be playing that'd be awesome i think antonio gibson he's just been a boss he's about i'd rather take mckissick over gibson uh next amari cooper went cleveland offense another guy i'm not interested in with no watts in there that that offense is going to be a nightmare even with chubb i mean the one guy I would maybe take but even he's someone i'm probably not interested in Anyway, here we are. I've got everything filled out. I need a tight end and I need a quarterback. Tight end at this point. I've already let it slide. Uh, Ryan maybe took the last one worth taking in in Dalton Schultz in Dallas there. So I'm going to skip on that. I'm going to take the last of the higher end quarterbacks. I'm a little perturbed, let me say, that this guy is not getting the love I think he should be getting. We're talking about a top five fantasy quarterback in most situations. He's a stud. He's a super bowl champion. Drew a superstar has drew now moved to a team where he's got a, he's got an offense again. We're talking spicy, spicy, rusty Russ Wilson. I'm taking this guy. He's going to be (sighs) my quarterback. I think he's going to be up there. Top three fantasy quarterback this year. He's going to be battling with Herbert and, uh, and Mr. Josh Allen for the top quarterback uh fantasy quarterback this year so uh put it in stone leave him for me on saturday please i don't know how he's ranked the number nine fantasy quarterback get out of town Right.
4: all right and right after russell wilson we see it maybe a mini uh quarterback run starting here we got kyler murray going one pick after russ and then juju smith schuster at the 606 uh, so that comes to me here now in hindsight i'm gonna be honest I wish I took Elijah, Elijah Mitchell last round because I'm seeing a wide receiver on the board right now in, uh, in Gabe Davis that I would absolutely love to pick here. However, in the format we are in, we can only, uh, only draft a starting lineup and I've already got three wide receivers. I've already got Marquise, DJ Moore and Mike Evans. So Gabe Davis, I'm going to have to pass on hindsight i would have taken elijah mitchell last round gabe davis here that would have been that would have been pretty for me but i gotta go running back or quarterback there are still genuinely 10 quarterbacks on the board that i'd be okay starting week one with so i'm gonna go running back and uh to me there's one guy left that Could genuinely be the three-down guy on his team, and it is a little off the board actually. Looking at the the sleeper rankings here, but he's my number one guy. That's Ramondre Stevenson of the New England Patriots. Don't even talk to me about Damian Harris. Damian Harris is not a good running back. We have a we have a a wrong thought of Damian Harris just because he ran for way more touchdowns than he deserved to last season. He's not going to repeat. He's not even going to be the starter this year, New England. Give it two, three weeks. Ramondre will be the three down back. And let's think Lagarde Blunt. a few years back. 18 touchdowns. I'm not seeing Ramondre's getting 18, but I have a strong feeling Ramondre is touching double-digit touchdowns this year. Give me Ramondre all day long at the 607 to be my RB2. I
1: love that pick, Mace. Um,
2: Michael, no. Don't give yeah. him love.
1: now no, we <laughs> talked about Ramondre being him. We have you're, the same, gonna similar spank Harris, you're passion. You're spank
2: Harris like that? What do you have, 14 touchdowns last year? And 15, just gonna
1: like, 15. You're going
2: to disrespect that man?
1: Yeah, wow. we we actually are. We actually are. He was one you know, of the most I, inefficient backs. I like Ramondre,
2: but man, Harris, I, think it's, I think Harris is still the the one.
0: You know what I love the, about me? The one
2: May- or the one A there, whatever they say. I there. love
0: that Mason did take him because it. this is – This is how real drafts happen is guys start taking players that shouldn't be taken ahead of the starter that's ahead of them on their own team, but that's realistic. And and the next player, the next fantasy player can take Damian Harris and and it'll play out. But that that's perfect. I love that he took Ramondre Stevens, Ramondre. (laughs) That's unbelievable.
2: I can't believe you took him. Remind me. Remind me. Stevenson.
0: No way should he go over Harris.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, Mace is confident. You just got to let him do it. Uh, You can't control him. So after him went Burrow and then Godwin. Uh, And looking at my team here, I only have the quarterback and tight end option available. There's no tight end here I really want quite yet. uh, Even though I got to take one the next turn. Um, but I know Jordan needs a quarterback and I know the best quarterback on the board right now. And that's Jalen hurts. Oh, Um, you son of a bandage. He is a two way quarterback. He can run and he can throw. And we saw that last year in glimpses with his running ability, his passing ability wasn't as great as we thought it was going to be. Uh, but he has a full off season now, no injuries, fully developed his arm. And they also added this guy named AJ Brown. So he's pretty good at football too. And AJ uh, so, Brown's going
2: to help that guy. Yeah,
1: later. exactly. Later. So I'm going to roll with Jalen Hurts. Um, I just think the value, I was hoping Burrow would slide to me, but I have absolutely no issue with taking Jalen Hurts to the 6'10".
2: But no, but no more regular anymore. So that No game. more regular. I know, I know that's
1: what made it really hard for me. He made that pick really hard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my goodness, Michael Thomas. Next? Uh, I got Does anybody have any interest in Michael Thomas?
4: I do. I do. I I, I don't think Michael Thomas is done. I really. I mm-hmm. think Thomas could be something this year. Okay. I think he's okay at the 611. I don't think there's okay. anything wrong with him there. Um uh, I don't want to pick him much higher than that, but I I've got no problem with Michael Thomas kind of sitting around that wide receiver 35 spot. <laughs>
2: Jordy made back-to-back picks. Like, oh, well, we were, we were. I'm on the filibuster. clock already here. Eh? We filibustering and Jordy, I'm already on yeah, the clock. Yeah, tell us about your last two picks of the draft. There, uh, number eighteen.
3: Well, I think that uh, <laughs> taking Mooney Dar- Darnell, Mooney. <laughs> this, this guy that I
2: just learned about. <laughs>
3: uh, he's the he's the last number one that's going to be targeted a lot. That will uh, kind of solidify my wide receivers with Debo Waddle Moody I got my running running backs of Taylor Dillon tight ends locked up I'm gonna go with the goat Tom Brady um hey even with that offensive
2: line breaking down yourself. I
3: probably would have went I, I would have liked uh Burrow or Hertz over him there he's probably those are the probably only two that I so
2: you're taking Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers this year
3: uh yeah
4: far by far mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yep, so I, I think agree. Brady's
3: gonna have like, I think he has a lot of trust in Julio, I think he has a lot of trust in Godwin, I think he has a lot of trust in um, the rookie there, Rashad White. I think what
2: about what about Mike Evans? Does he have trust? Yeah, in him he's touchdown
3: machine, one yard, one yard out, it's going to Evans. I
2: love Mooney, man. I think Mooney so, and Mooney and Komet are gonna be uh, the be awesome because Chicago
3: doesn't have really have a really yeah, great maybe team.
2: Maybe Fields breaks out a bit, I don't know. Yeah. So knows?
3: that's my lineup. So I got Brady, Taylor, Dylan, Debo, Waddle. Um, Mooney Pitts, That's my team.
1: Not a bad squad. And uh, that puts me back on the clock here. Uh, just Gabe Davis went before me, but it doesn't really matter because I need to take a tight end here. Um, and I'm going to go with a guy that left a little bit of a uh, boo-boo on some guys last year. And that's TJ Hawkinson. Um, however, I do think that this is a guy that has a lot of probability of a bounce back year. Uh, I draft him at the tight end seven. Um, but last year before he got hurt, he was sixth in points per game at the tight end position uh, before he got hurt in week 14, I think. And I think Detroit won't be better um, per se, but I do think that maybe the targets will be put more around the field rather than just Amon Ra, like we saw at the end of the year. And I think that Goff is just going to go with the guys around in the short area, uh, the middle of the field area, and that's T.J. Hawkinson. And I really have no issue taking this guy in the seventh, seventh round at all uh, with my last pick of this mock draft.
4: All right. So Mikey rounds it up, waited, waited for tight end in the last round. I'm going to be honest. I think the tight end values in this area are gross, um, in terms of an actual team construction, um, So in your normal drafts, and I I think Mike, you would agree, Mike in general would not make that pick there. No, We're we're just going off our challenge, trying to build the best starting lineup possible. And I just want to defend Jordan's pick a little bit there as well. Tom Brady, I'm with you, man. I've got Tom Brady as my QB four. And uh, I know Robbie brought up Aaron Rodgers. I've got Aaron Rodgers way down as my QB 12. So for me, that is a no brainer. Ah. I go Brady over. But uh, (laughs) moving on. To my last pick. Again, I'm going to make a pick here. I genuinely would not make um, in a real draft, but I got around it out with a quarterback. For me, you look at Aaron Rodgers, that team's going to run way too much and it's way too slow of an offense. Um, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP last season and was only QB six. Um, he's not going to be QB, uh, sorry, the MVP this year. So I think Rodgers at an absolute ceiling is QB eight. Matthew Stafford we saw him kind of wear out throughout the season last year because of his elbow. And now already his elbow is bothering him this year. So we're going to go to my QB eight here, uh, who I actually have above Jalen hurts and Russell Wilson, who are actually already off the board. And that is Dak Prescott playing in that pass heavy Dallas offense with one of the most talented receivers in the league in CD lamb. I think Elliot and Pollard aren't going to be able to handle the workload needed to make this and in any way a rushing based attack which means we're going to continue to see dak absolutely airing it out 40 times a game again this season
0: okay Very what is the,
2: interesting uh,
3: i don't i don't mind it Mies, but you have uh, see, you're 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 talking down aaron rodgers and because he's lost a lot of his weapons dak has lost a lot of his weapons and the offensive line's banked up. Why why Dak? Like I I just just I just talk me through that pick. That's I got just I don't
4: it honestly it comes down to a volume thing. So you I think, think okay. I think Green Bay is an amazing football team. They're going to try to run from the very get go and if they secure a quick lead Pounding the rock and their defense locking it down. Aaron Rodgers is only going to throw the ball 25 times in games okay. like that. And that could genuinely happen seven or eight times this season. Dak Prescott, I don't think Dallas is a very good football team. And I think Dallas wants to throw the ball. They want to come out, throw the ball to set the tone. So Dak Prescott is a guy that I don't see. I don't know if he's going to have a game this year with less than 30 passing attempts. And Dallas Dak, plays Dak Washington,
3: though. They play the Giants. They Thing play.
4: Dak Dak's not gonna be a good quarterback this year. I'm not saying that, but I can see a lot of stat lines looking like 28 completions on 48 attempts for 380 yards, four touchdowns, and three picks. Touchdowns. Two yeah. picks. Okay. I don't th- I don't think he's gonna be a good NFL quarterback this year at all. But due to the sheer volume he's gonna be throwing, he's gonna rack up fantasy points because touchdowns and yards easily outweigh the interceptions and incompletions he's going to he's going to throw this season he's going to put up fantasy points no matter how terrible he is at NFL quarterback
3: all right good I like it
2: all right man so after uh, Prescott we got Kareem Hunt went and we have the disgusting garbage (laughs) running back of New England Damian Harris I mean 15 touchdowns last year what is the guy like 35 years old now he's probably washed up anyway uh, with this format, once again, I am b- buckled into taking a tight end. Obviously, you're not taking if you miss on those top few guys, boys. We're all we're all in the same boat. Probably Kittle, maybe Waller's kind of the cutoff. You're just waiting on tight ends. You're going to get these guys way later. Uh, but for the purposes of time and this sick podcast, I'm looking at a tight end to fill in my roster. My options. I love I love Goddard here. I love Knox here. I love Friarmouth here and I love Komet here um, just for their involvement. But I'm going to go with a dude that made a, a switch of teams last year. And he, even though didn't know the offense, was still averaging over seven targets a game. And that's Zach Ertz. He's done it in the past, he's a safety blanket. For um for Kyler Murray, it's going to be a high-powered offense. There's no um, oh my goodness, uh, Mr. Hopkins there to start the season. So I think Zach Ertz could be a big part of this offense. Now he knows knows the game plan a little more, the offensive book a little more. Um, like I said, he was already averaging over seven targets a game. He could be up around eight, nine, ten targets a game. I'll take Zach Ertz at this point over a couple of the guys I like. I like Goddard, but that dude just seems to always be injured. Am I not right on that? Like, that's my perception of that dude. He's He seems to be injured a lot. Uh, Dawson Knox I like as well, but I'm going to stick with a with a guy who's done it before, Mr. Zachary.
0: Well, you had to, Robbie. There's no way you take him at the 709, but I get it. Mm-hmm. Cordell, Cordell Patterson goes 7-10.
2: Okay, can we talk about Cordell for a minute or do we have a Yeah, time and time Chase, Ed,
0: Chase Edmonds we do. at 7-11. We do have time. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. talk about those two guys because I mean, I think, I think big, that they think think go are, earlier.
2: Yeah, I think these are big players, man. I think these are these are kind of tipping point running backs for a lot of people.
3: So in, you draft them and you're tipping so, over?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> it can go one way or the other. So Cordero Patterson obviously was, was last season's Cinderella running back. I mean, he saved people's seasons. He was a waiver wire darling, but I mean that offense this year is probably going to be in trouble. They're going to be passing a lot. They've got better wide receivers. They have uh Algier there that, Uh, they they do not have
3: better wide receivers they have oh yeah they have better running
2: they have better wide receivers than they had (laughs) last year
3: atlanta is like the the uh armpit of the chicago (laughs) bears it's it's, (laughs) it's awful i i get you but i don't think
2: i don't think patterson's part of their future and i think they're a rebuilding team
0: yeah i I don't think they're in their future yet though I think they're still. I think they're still in their present, and Patterson is a big part of it.
2: Think he'll be part of it. Man,
1: I uh, I might have to disagree with you there. I, I'm I'm not very high on the Cordell Patterson pick whatsoever, uh, especially at this range. Um, you're looking at a guy last year, like what Robbie said, was a Cinderella story. And if it came down to me picking Chase Edmonds or Cordell Patterson, I'm taking Chase Edmonds ten out of ten times. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. agree with you there. And.
2: And Patterson faded
1: hard in the second half. Very hard. And Mario does not help him any bit. Uh, I saw a stat on Twitter earlier today, so I'm kind of glad we're talking about him now. Um, Running backs got targeted 17.5% in Tennessee when Mario was a starter. And last year it was 27%. So that's a 10% difference. Not a huge one, uh, but it just does show the difference in quarterbacks, what it makes. And we knew that Patterson does kind of love those dump downs and that was what he kind of made his year last year yeah and And for me Ryan loves that yeah Ryan
2: panics and throws it down I think uh Mariota is going to scramble more for sure
1: and I just think that taking Tyler Algier towards the end of the draft um is a much better range of outcome for you as a fantasy owner rather than spending a seventh round pick on Cordell Patterson
2: exactly and and complete opposite to me Chase Edmonds just fits that offense perfectly he's an, he's been an underrated guy you view him as a small dude the guy's like 510 two or sorry yeah 510 210 pounds I mean he's a similar size to like an Alvin Kamara type player um Elijah Mitchell like there's tons of guys that are that size running back he's not a small dude I mean he's he's had a few injuries but I think in that offense chase Edmonds could be a really really big steal at especially yeah. at this point of the draft
1: and michelle's gone too
2: exactly they just cut sony michelle so he's, oh. the, he's the guy there
1: yep i agree he's gonna be the guy i will say and- uh just
0: just wrapping out and then maybe we can talk about our teams a little bit i gotta make one more pick here um what i can say for sure is you don't want to fill out your starting roster when you're drafting. Like <laughs> I'm here, I'm forced to take a quarterback. A couple of guys were already forced to take guys they didn't want. You can get quarterbacks, you can get tight ends later on in the draft for sure. I'm looking here, I'm I'm going to take a quarterback because I have to, but I'm looking at like 10 guys that I would rather take. It's than a great public
2: service announcement, right? There. <laughs> so I'm, you know.
0: I'm going to take, just to fill out my roster here, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. I don't agree that he is washed up. I don't agree that he's not going to be awesome. I think quarterback 6 is just perfect for me when I'm taking him as the last quarterback taken.
2: Yeah, man. I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers is one of those he's just a special quarterback. We saw this with a guy like Peyton Manning who you know, you, you didn't know you didn't know a wide receiver's name, and then all of a sudden, he's playing with Peyton Manning, and and this wide receiver's a superstar, and that's what great quarterbacks do. And I think we're going to see someone emerge in Green Bay, whether it's um, with, whether it's the rookies or we just see more of Aaron Jones in the backfield. I don't know. All I know is it, uh, I'd throw my money on Aaron Rodgers because I think he's just a special quarterback. Someone's going to emerge there. And uh, he's going to get his numbers 100%. I don't mind
4: that at all. And maybe I need to clarify, maybe. I want to be very clear that I do not think Aaron Rodgers is washed up. I think Aaron Rodgers is still probably after Allen, Herbert, and Mahomes For real NFL football, Rodgers is probably still the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. I am simply saying I do not think that team is going to run the type of offense and be down in enough games to supplement a high fantasy output for Aaron Rodgers. That is all it is. I think he is unarguably an elite quarterback, but for fantasy, I I think he's almost too smart. He's going to make the safe plays this year. He's going to throw the ball 25 times a game and he's going to win a lot of football games. Maybe he gets a second ring, but uh, I I just kind of want to clarify that that I still do believe in real football, Aaron Rodgers is more than elite.
3: Which I agree with Mason. I think that he is one of the best quarterbacks in the game, which is amazing to me why Aaron Jones and Dylan are such value. Like when you list off maybe eight running backs, they're not gonna they're not in the top eight. And Green Bay is gonna use the running game to set up Rodgers to make those 25 passes for you know what t- 250 and a touchdown or two touchdowns or whatever. So why is the running back so undervalued in green Bay? But yet we know that Rogers is still an elite talent. That's where Jordy, I see validating. that's
2: a, dude. That's a great point. I can, I was it 2019, 2018, when we saw Kamara and, and Mark Ingram, both being borderline top 10, 15 running backs in fantasy. I don't have obviously the stats right in front of me, but uh, I think we could see that scenario. That's a great point, Jordan. I think they're going to lean heavily on two of their best offensive weapons, which are Aaron Jones and, and Mr. Dillon back there. And I think we could see a Kamara Ingram showdown where, you know, you have Kamara was only getting, I think, his rookie year, maybe eight carries a game, yeah. nine carries a game, but it didn't matter. The dude was the same because he's such a huge part of the passing, passing offense. I think that's going to happen with Aaron Jones. You're going to see him out, uh, split out wide and and in close five yards in. Dylan's going to be smashing those in and be getting his 15 carries a game and doing enough to still be a valid running back too, a very good one. So I think I love both of those guys. And I think that's a great point, man. So,
3: so my cheaper um, Green Bay Packer running backs are the Cleveland Browns. That's kind of the same scenario with hunt and Chubb. Like, I think you're going to be maybe paying a little bit more for um, Jones yeah. as you will Chubb, and then you'll be paying more for Dylan than you will Hunt, but Hunt, I don't The only, I th- the only no.
2: thing I find with the Browns what I feel with the Browns is is you're talking Brissett instead of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, very <laughs> you're, true. You're going to see yep. a lot more three and outs w- which is just a killer when you're sitting watching those games as a fantasy player and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, we're punting again, for goodness sakes. I think, you're gonna, I think you could see a lot of that with the Browns offense.
4: Alright, well I think that's some great analysis we got there. And I love that analogy, Jordy. I a hundred percent. I can see that Cleveland Browns backfield, just a poor man's green Bay backfield. I, I like that a lot. Um, but everyone let's go through from the top of the draft to the bottom of the draft, 30 seconds or less quickly sum up your team, starting with you, Jordy.
3: All right. I went hard with the best player on the board. And then I tried to fill up my roster with the best uh, tight end. Um, I just want to get the best guys to fill up my roster. Dylan, I think is going to be a steal at RB2. Quarterback, obviously, I would have waited on Brady, but I feel like I, I I made up for it. And Mooney is still a number one wide receiver for a bad team, which means they're going to pass a lot.
4: All right, so Jordy went JT at the 101, Pitts at the 212, Debo Samuel at the 301, Jalen Waddle at 412, AJ Dillon at 501, and then Mooney at 612 and Brady at 701. Mikey, tell me about your squad.
1: Yeah, man, you know, I went with a very high upside team. Uh, it's usually what I usually do with fantasy. I just don't like taking those safe players. So I went Jefferson, uh, Javante, T. Higgins, Cortland Sutton. i reached on Damian Pierce. Um, but like you said, you kind of want with that 5-6. So I'm glad I did go with him there. Uh, and then I went Jalen Hurts, and then I rounded my team out. with The guy I did not want to take at his spot, but I had to for the sake of the challenge, and that is T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, so a very high-risk team, but also a very high-boom team.
4: Awesome. And then I uh, was drafting from the 106 spot. I went, grabbed Travis Kelsey at the 106, Barkley at the 207, a little bit of a risky pick, but I think it's worth it there. And I mitigated that risk by going safe at the wide receiver spot with Mike Evans at the 306 and DJ Moore at the 407. At that point, I felt like I had to go with a little bit more of a ceiling. Um, so I went with Marquise Brown at the 506 for my flex spot. And A little bit of a risky one, but Ramondre Stevenson at the 607 as my RB2. And then I took best available at the quarterback spot with Dak Prescott at the 706 over to Robbie at the 109.
2: Yeah, man, I I, I really like some of the high-end wide receivers this year. So that's what I built my team on. I got Cooper Cup in the first round. I got Michael Pittman in the third and Mike Williams in the fourth. I love that base. And then I went with some young guns with Swift in the second round and Mitchell in the fifth. And as I usually do in real life as well, I'm waiting on quarterback. I'm waiting on tight end, just scarcity. I mean, it's all numbers, but I do love the fact, I think Russell Wilson's underrated this year. And I think Zach Ertz is also underrated this year. Late guys, you're not picking them a sixth, seventh round in your normal drafts, people, obviously, but uh, 10, 11 round, you're getting Wilson Ertz. You're going to love that. So that's what I did see what happens who's that, next here oh ryan ryan yeah next.
0: at the 12 spot i had the end of the first round i feel like i got a steal in stefan diggs at 112 and then i went heavy running back kamara Brees, hall travis Etienne. i love that that's what i love about the team i love that i got schultz at a value i feel at the 512 uh the one thing i don't like is my depth at wide receiver, obviously having Brandon Cooks at the 601 as my wide receiver too. Don't love that in a draft. I probably would have kept rolling with wide receivers and uh, not taken a quarterback with the 712. But I did take Rodgers, and I felt like as the last quarterback off the board, getting Rodgers uh, was a was a good value, and uh, then I can build out my wide receiver depth from there.
4: Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I love your team. I think the way you mitigated the risk of the Camara hall ETN running back core with Stefan Diggs and Brandon cooks as your wide receivers. I think that was awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm really loving the look of your team there, but Hey, thank you so much everyone for listening. I know it's a little bit of a longer episode, but I hope you had as much fun listening as we did recording. Cause that was a great time. Um, we will be back new episode next Wednesday. We've got another guest. We've got uh, Tyler health coming on. Go follow him on TikTok right now. That is Tyler, H like Hotel, E like Echo, L like Lima, F like Frank. Tyler Health. Go give him a follow. Get familiar with uh, with his takes. He knows Wait a stuff. minute,
2: I'm confused.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Too many letters there for Robbie nice
4: <laughs> Anyways, go follow Tyler Health on TikTok. He's gonna be on. Um, I thought um, you said our, go our follow
1: Lima
3: gotta <laughs> look up Lima videos now.
4: <laughs> Thank
2: you, boys. Fifty Fifty Podcast. Thank you, fellas. Thanks for coming on, boys. Don't well, yeah. forget to check out the Reality Fantasy Football Reality as well. Fantasy we hit it Football. up every week as well. We yep. keep it a little lighter than not so much stats, more just uh, BS and, and stupid stuff. You don't want yeah. to
4: go go give them a follow as well. They've got some great stuff over there. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks, uh, boys. One of one of our episodes. That was a lot of fun. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a great day. See you next Wednesday. Peace out.
0: Thanks for listening. Join us on Twitter at RealityFFP for daily fantasy football fun. And please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening.